The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. Episode of Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm your host, and we've got a great show for you today. Of course, you know, I always say that, but I always mean that, because I really do. We've got some great people, and Dr. Kimberly Leonard... Leonard... Leonard, or something like that. Leonard. And she and she is uh, a, she's an author. She is so I you know I couldn't figure out whether or not are you are you an actual practicing optometrist? I I do. I'm working maybe one sometimes two days a week, um, but I'm doing so many other things. And in fact, one day I was um, I started a new business, and a friend of mine said, "How do you have time to do all that?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, you just do whatever's interesting." And I find lots of things interesting and um it brings up the question when people ask you so what do you do for a living and i don't know how to answer anymore (laughs) see it's like i'm a problem solver what is it you need you know i started a new business where i loan money for real estate and for business so do you need that or do you need me to help you with your health or do you want me to you know share inspiration so you can be happy i i I don't know who i am anymore i'm just everything (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, I gotta, I gotta ask you. So you've got, you've got a new. Well, first of all, let's back up. Beep, 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 beep. I'll back up a little bit because you're a podcaster of note, and you've also got a, a, a book that's out. It's called Visualizing Happiness. It's got some great reviews, and it's a kind of a how-to book. If you decide that you want to be happy, you can follow the advice that's in that book, and and you can figure that out, right? That's right. At least it's a st- stepping stone. It's a start. Well, you know, you got to start someplace. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're not willing to start, that becomes a problem for you because uh, <laughs> you'll never get anywhere if you don't go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So so it's it's so how how is the podcast going? I and it, it is called. Remind me what it's called, real quick. Um, incredible life creator and i interview people from different walks of life just to find out what gives them happiness fulfillment how they're putting their gifts out into the world and the purpose is for people to find their passion and purpose and live it and sometimes that's what we do for a living like what i was just talking about but sometimes it's just our hobbies or things we care about what however we want to craft that life so that we feel good every day you know it's interesting that we so most of us a lot of us some of us, okay, most of us, spend all our lives just going day to day and getting up, and, and it's like Groundhog Day. They get up, go to work, and on the weekend, on Saturday, they go get groceries, and then on Sunday, they work in the yard, and then they mm-hmm. do repeat the same thing over and over again, and it it becomes a shallow existence over time, I think, doesn't it? It can be, unless you like that. Some people like 
that. They like routine. They like to know when they're getting up, when they're coming home, you know, what they're doing. But a lot of us need a bigger creative outlet than that. I agree. It's, it's, uh, and, and follow your passion. And and your passion may not have anything to do with something that you're going to actually make money at. It could, it could be if you like to paint, if uh, Mm -hmm. you like to, like to walk in the woods, if, you know, regardless of what it is, but you should follow your, your passion and do what you like, right? Exactly. Because life is short and, uh, you know, I'm, um, no, I'm not alone in this, that, um, I, I lost my fiance a few years ago, actually, just before I published that book. And he's actually, that story about him is in that book. And we never know how long we're going to be here or how long people who are important to us are going to be here. And what if you just said, you know, you just kept putting things off and, and, and then all of a sudden you lost touch with that friend or someone died, like what happened in my case, you know, life is so short and you don't know how much you have of it. So let's make the most of it. Let's not just do things that are boring or things that just don't excite us. I mean, there should be something that makes you feel so excited that you want to wake up in the morning. I mean, when I wake up, I say, Oh, thank you. I just thank you that I woke up. It's awesome. Cause it could be something opposite. I'm a little older than you. So I have a lot more thanks cause it's, you know, it's, but, but no, you're right. And I, I'm, by the way, I, I'm sorry about your fiance. Thank you. And, uh, I, you're a young woman. So I imagine he was not, and an, he, he died before his time. Yeah. I think, I don't care how old you are. We all b- die before our time. Don't we? Who wants <laughs> <Yeah>. to leave? <laughs> we- <laughs> well, well, some of us, you know, well, no, that's true. And, you know, and the cool thing is if you, if, as an example, my mother played her cards, right. She lived it to be 90. Mm-hmm. She went to uh bridge on Thursday, went to dinner on Friday, mm-hmm. came home and passed away. And if, if you got to go, that's how you go, you know, but, uh, mm-hmm. but she had a fine life and she lived to be 90 years old and stuff, but enough of that stuff. Let's talk about your book. What caused you to write your book? So, um, I wanted to be able to touch a lot of people and just inspire them to be their best selves. So my background is in behavioral optometry, which in English means people would come into my therapy center because they had a problem they wanted to solve. Either they wanted to rehabilitate or enhance something that they wanted to do or be. And so my area is really in high performance. So, and I love seeing people do well. So I did very well in that profession, helping people be their best. Well, I didn't want to be in an office anymore. And I wanted to see how many people I could actually touch not just locally in my own neighborhood, but I wanted to be able to touch as many people in the world as I could. And so I researched it and I found that if you're a public speaker and you write a book, that that kind of gives you a little bit of a in to be able to speak to a lot of people because when you write a book, you become an authority, right? And so I wrote this book and I wrote it on happiness because I want everyone to be happy and I want everyone to be doing well. And um, so I did lots of research for this book on what it is that makes people happy. And, um, you know, one of the things we just talked about is 
is they never complained that they worked too much. They always said, I wish I would have spent time with my family. I wish I would have done the fun things that were on my bucket list that I never did. You know, I want to do something. I want to die proud of myself. Exactly. And I, but I got to ask you, let's go back, back in the midst of time. When you decided that you were going to, you wanted to be a public speaker. You wanted to have an impact in people's lives. You wanted to write a book. I'm sure you had somebody in your circle of friends or family that said, Kimberly, Kimberly, Kimberly. Now, come on, get your head out of the sky. You got a good job. Just do what you're doing and you'll be fine. Did you have anybody like that? Oh, yes, of course. Especially my family. <laughs> oh, those, oh, those people. <laughs> yeah, the family, because they want you to be safe, you know. It's especially your parents' job to keep you safe. So if they see you doing something that might possibly have some risk, it's their job to pull you away from the cliff. So they're just doing their job, and I really appreciate that. Um, but, you know, I, I see something out there across the desert. It looks like a mirage to other people, but I know there's water out there, and I'm <laughs> heading out that way because that's where the excitement is. When you step into the unknown, when you step into something new that's a little bit scary, there's nothing more exciting, really. Well, you know, there are so many people that will look at that and go, yeah, that's scary. I ain't doing that. That That's that's way too, I, I that's way out of my comfort zone. How do you coach people or do you talk to people in regards to, you know, you can't accomplish anything in life unless you scare yourself a little bit from time to time? I, that's true. And um, I've heard someone else said this, so it's not mine, but they said, you're only learning and growing when you're uncomfortable. If you're in your comfort zone, you're not learning. You're probably actually going backwards. But if you're learning, you're always in discomfort because it's always something new. And it can be scary, especially when you've got that, that little voice in the back of your head, you know, that one that says, you can't do that. What makes you think you can do that? Nobody else can do. Why do you think, you know, that little voice that, how, how in your case, how did you defeat that little voice or did you defeat that little voice? Oh, I totally had to. So I was the child growing up that had a book in her hand all the time. I liked people. I was friendly, but I was shy. I didn't speak up. If we're in a big group, even now, if we're in a big group, I'm going to be the quietest, quietest one. I'm the listener. I didn't want to speak up and I definitely didn't want to be the center of attention for any reason. And so becoming a public speaker, I had to do that. I had to stand up and be in that where the spotlight is, where everyone's looking at you. And that can be really, really uncomfortable. But I just love helping people so much any way I can. So even though now I'm going into lending money, I can help them that way because I can make their business better. You know, if I'm working with their eyes, I can make their eyes better. So I just, it's the mission, it's the purpose, it's trying to see how many people I can help them have more joy in their life. That's the mission. And when you have a big mission or a big why, you just overcome things, even when you're scared. And, and sometimes you need help with that. I mean, I had lots of coaches I had some of the best uh, speaking coaches and um, and um, I had other uh, kinds of coaches that just helped me through that, like from an emotional standpoint, because I couldn't have done it by myself. What was it like the first time 
that you got on stage? I was shaking. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know about you, but Maya felt like my whole body was shaking everywhere. And, you know, you start to talk and you hear the, the words coming out. And you're almost at, when you first get out there, you're almost unaware of the audience because you're just trying to make sure you don't fall over, you know. (laughs) Fall off the stage, you know. Fall off the stage or whatever. But once I actually started talking, and I already had practiced and practiced, so I knew my subject area and I knew what I was going to talk about. So it wasn't that. But when I actually started speaking little by little, I was relaxing. And as I relaxed and as I connected with people, because that's what I like to do, if I can connect with you, I feel comfortable, right? So I started connecting little by little with one or two people in the audience and then more and more and more. And as I connected and actually started speaking about what was in my heart, it got easier and easier. But the first five minutes was horrible. But after that, once I get going, I actually really enjoy it because I that's when I just get into that zone where I'm. I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I know I'm uh, at least helping some of the people who are listening to me. You know, sometimes the message is for you, sometimes it's not. But I, I know that I'm at least connecting with some people. And it's hopefully, my, my, my hope is that when they stand up to leave that place, is that something has shifted in them or they, a decision was made or they're at least encouraged to feel better. Well, you know, what's interesting about all that is that we get it all wrong. Those of us who, who talk in public and do some stuff like that, because we think that everybody's going to be super critical. And as it turns out, really, everybody that's in that audience that is listening to you wants you to succeed. Mm-hmm. And, and we, for whatever reason, and I don't know why this is, maybe you can help me. We take the attitude like, they're going to boo me. They're going to think I'm dull. They're not going to like my message there. But the reality is they're there because they want to be there. Nobody mm-hmm. drug them in and, and tied them to the chair. So they, they really want to learn something and they want to be, uh, they want you to do well because if you do well, they'll have a good time. Mm-hmm. Isn't that, haven't you found that to be true too? Yeah, that that is so true. And also, I just found that the more I just share from my heart, it just works better. Um, And also, I really love telling stories. And um, once I actually relax, I can get pretty goofy in my stories, if that makes sense. I'm the that person on stage, not just standing there, but I might be acting it out like I was telling a story once about when I was pregnant. So I'm walking around my hands on my back wobbling across the stage like I was pregnant again because it just makes it fun and I feel like you know it's more engaging yep it's far more entertaining and and people will play along with you yes they will Um, and they're interested in your success and that's Mm -hmm. and and also at the same time you can provide them with some quality information so what did you speak about um, mostly about happiness and creating that life. So just the steps to doing that. So first of all, you know, you don't want to know who you are because how do you know who you are and what you like if you don't know where you're starting? It's well, you no know, matter what you learn, you have to have a starting point. Yep. And the sad part is that many of us don't know who we are. We depend upon other people to tell us who we are and what they have to say generally is less positive than we might otherwise like. That 
get definitely can happen sometimes with our best friends you know where people who, who supposedly love us who know us the best can sometimes hurt us the most and oftentimes they have a, their best intentions but if they don't understand the psyche of of what you're trying to do um you know i i i had a relative that that she didn't want anybody to get a big head so no matter how well you did she would always point out the deficiency in what you did. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you was like 98% of the speech was wonderful, she'd say, yeah, but you know, there was that time and that little spot. And then you could have done that a whole lot better. And in her mind, she was trying to improve you. And, but in your mind, you were saying, Oh, great. My mom thinks I suck. Oh, I said my mom. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, so it can be really hard when you've got somebody close to you that is not wildly enthusiastic in your corner. Yes. And I'm very visual. And as you were talking about that whole scenario, I imagined this pink balloon all blown up nice and big, this perfectly beautiful balloon and just one little pin. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. And it can be, and it can be that fast too. Because it can go away, you know, just, just, especially after you get done speaking and you think you've done well, uh, and, and then somebody says, well, you know, it's, it's, it, well, you, it's like in the podcasting business. If, if, uh, you, at the end of the podcast, you say, well, how did we do? Well, then, then it's like, oh man, that's a horrible thing. So, so, but I'm, I'm glad you're here and we've got lots to talk about. Um, visualizing happiness. Let's talk about that. Some of the steps that you have put in the book that people can use to step-by-step guide to creating happiness and fulfillment in their life, which ultimately is the, I think the goal for everybody. Mm-hmm. And the steps actually are quite simple. It's just taking the time to do them, giving yourself that time to sit in a quiet place and ask yourself the questions. So the first one really is, who am I? And in the book, um, I give several resources, if you're not sure where you're starting, for personality tests, like the DISC tests, you know, where there's the different four major personality types. Now, that's really general, but it can give you an idea of what you like. So if you're, um, you know, a person that doesn't really like people, then hey, maybe we should find you a job or activities where you're just working with a computer. You're working, you know, you're working alone. But if you have to be with people, you really want to be with people, then we want to find you things where you like, you know, you can be with people all the time. And um, the next step is to find out what you like. Because so many of us are doing a bunch of things in life that we really don't like. And there's some things that are just, you know, you have to make money somehow. So all of us have to do some type of work. So you may not like your work, but at least let's take the time when you're not at work to um, find the things that you like. And if you don't like your work, then I'd, I'd start looking for another form of income and see if you can like it. The other thing we look at is values. What is important to you? So what are the things you absolutely have to have? And it's just like when you go into a relationship with a another person, let's say it's a man, woman relationship or a love relationship. Um, you know, they say you have your must haves 
and there's no way other things are just no way they're off the table so look at yourself and say okay what are my must haves what are the things i definitely don't want and also values so um that's looking at things like um your faith your family your job your uh, community different things like that what do you value most and i give people a way to actually figure that out i have a little form where you go through and it's it's just like optometry what is better one or two what is which <laughs> one is more important your faith or your career which one is more important your faith or your family what is you know so you go through and you actually can eliminate and get to the end and find out exactly what that is because sometimes it's surprising what things we thought were important that they went down on the list a little further. Yeah. And, and then sometimes we end up absolutely still blind. Mm -hmm. yeah, Especially still blind. If, if we're not, <laughs> if we're not answering the question appropriately and we're, we're like, I don't know, you know, because uh -huh. it's interesting. There are some, some of us are walking around and we're not even concerned with they, they, we think that this is all there is. And, uh, it, and so they're not concerned with, with why do I do what I do um, and, and stuff. How, how do you, and are you able to talk to people in regards to that and able to get them to open up and say, well, you know, why do you do what you do? And why isn't it important to you? Mm -hmm. So what you're asking me, is they're okay to just keep living the way they're living without even um, investigating well, some, some folks don't even, it doesn't even cross their mind. I'll give you an example. My, my father, he was um, an executive for many years. He worked six days a week his entire life, and that's all he did. And, and occasionally was able to play golf. But other than that, he had no other interest. He, he, and I asked him that after he retired. He said, you know, I'm just a one-trick pony. I could work, and I could work hard, and I could do well, but I really couldn't do anything else so when he retired he couldn't volunteer or didn't volunteer he didn't do anything else all he did is play golf until he hurt himself and then he couldn't play golf anymore so then he sat on the couch and that's to me that's like dad that's a waste of life and you, so but there are people that are like that how do we get people to wake up so that they understand that there's more I think it's opening up your vision and seeing that there's more. So a lot of times when people don't know, for example, if they're young and they don't know what they want to do for a job, or if they're older and they're in, the, in that position where your dad was, a lot of times they don't realize there's other options or they do, but they just don't try them. And I always encourage people to try something new, even if it's something simple, even if it's a different way to work every day, even if it's when you put your right leg in your pants, every day first and then the left leg switch it up and do the left and then the right because I don't know now that we're, I getting do that. <laughs> we're getting into the brain stuff now so yeah so your brain loves novelty and so you want to give it novelty to start to have new thoughts so that can start new thoughts but the other thing about vision is so many people go around life with blinders on and they have very limited visual fields and i've tested this i can actually test it in the clinic and a lot of people don't see well or don't use their vision well because they're only using their central vision they don't see what's going on around them and so they're totally unaware so one of the first things i do is i get them to keep their central vision on and turn on their peripheral or their side vision and all of a sudden they're like 
oh, I didn't know that was over there. Or that was over there. They didn't see it. They just didn't see it. And now they do. Speaking of which, I'm still stuck on putting the pants on differently than you normally do. It's like it's, I'm trying to visualize how to do that, and I'm not even. <laughs> you've been putting your pants on the same way for 60 years, and then to to do it differently, it's like it, it, I'm not going to go there. I don't. I'm not going to use that example. But, but, uh, we can even use it just a different way. Okay, let's say that you, when you cook, you stir the soup with your right hand. And I right. say, okay, I want you to stir the soup with your left hand. I'll Boy, get soup does all that feel strange. It, indeed. And it's taking thought and concentration, which means it's creating new brain pathways, which is creating new thoughts, which means now you're not the same person anymore. We, we you know, it's, it, it, it's interesting. A couple of years ago, I fell and tore my rotator cuff on my right arm and had to have it operated on, and it had to be, Im and we're talking immobile, for like six weeks. Mm -hmm. And so my left arm was required to do many, many things that it had never done before. And it was really was, I, I felt like a disabled child, mm -hmm. because, you know, and because, and because this didn't work. And so I had to really sit and think about how I was going to do something because I had never done it by that way before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's one of the ways you can open up the person's thinking like your dad. So coming to him in a mental communication, asking him, why don't you, or how come you can't on a mental level, he, he can't imagine anything else than what he's already doing. Right. But if you stimulated his brain kind of coming around the back door, if you will, by getting him to do something just a little differently, his thoughts would start to change and shift. And that shifting creates new things, new thoughts, new ways of doing things. That's a, that's a, that's, that's really good. I wish I'd have done that. Uh, I wish I'd have known to do that at the time, but it was like, well, hell, if you don't want to do anything, I guess you're just going to sit on the couch. Um, and that ultimately led to his demise. But uh, because, you know, when you, when you get to be a certain age and you stop doing stuff, stuff just goes away. I, I think it does. I mean, here's my philosophy of life or philosophy of, of long life. Two things. You got to breathe and you got to move. That's true. Taking good oxygen. And that could include exercise or walking or something. But, but and, and, and you have to move because as long as you're moving, you're learning. As soon as you sit down, you're not learning anymore. Unless, of course, we're sitting here having a conversation like this, then we're learning a lot. Yes, we're week. learning a lot. But we're still, see, my hands are going all over. I'm still moving. You're still <laughs> moving. <laughs> we're not just comatose. <laughs> That's right. So, Dr. Kimberly, you have a website that people need to go to. Where do they go? It's really easy. It's just my name, drkimberlylinert.com. And I'm going to spell it for you because my first name spells different. It's K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. L-I-N-E-R-T. So drkimberlyleonard.com. Very cool. And then when they go there, if they decide that they'd like to, to talk to you about a speaking engagement, you can do that there, huh? They could do that there. Or they can reach me on social media because I'm, like I said, I'm a connector. So I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn quite a bit. Oh, very nice. And, and uh, I did want to touch bases with you because, you know, you were, um, you were an author. You're an optometrist 
And now you're getting into loaning money and, and working with uh, people to build their, their dreams through, through uh, um, the financial end of stuff. That's kind of a wide range of stuff you're doing, you know. It, it really is. And the thing is, a lot of times we change what we're doing because we have a need. So I have three um, kids who are in their 20s. And I don't know if you've noticed, but the prices of things are going up. The price of gas, the price of rent. It seems like it's going up everywhere. And my my kids are working very hard at their jobs and doing, you know, doing a great job. But guess what? Even as hard as they're working and working maximum hours, it's just it's just not enough. They need more income to be able to actually live comfortably. And so about a year and a half ago, I started looking for a business that I could do that I would like that would make me excited, um, but also something I could teach them and pass on to them. And I um, studied affiliate marketing for months and e-commerce and some different things, things that I thought, well, anybody should be able to learn this. But I found that, and, and you know this, if you're an affiliate marketer, Affiliate marketing is not necessarily as easy as they, as they say when they're on those ads. <laughs> There's a lot of work to it. And you have to actually have to have money for marketing and things like that. Because if you're trying to do it organically, you can, but it's going to take a long time. So I wanted something that I could teach them and that was sustainable and recession proof. Well, people always need money. And so um, I was introduced to this money lending. So now I lend money to people who need uh, money for real estate investments, and that could be residential or commercial, and also people who need money for business, and that could be a small business who needs fifty or a hundred thousand to multi-million dollar uh, businesses. And so the e-commerce and the affiliate marketing, even though I was doing it, learning it, I wasn't excited about selling a two-dollar item on Amazon. I just wasn't. It didn't excite me. It didn't make me want to get up in the morning. Nope. But this helping people get money and giving people money man what a great job <laughs> i love that i would love to be able to help people make their dreams by come true by making you know their business better by getting the money they need to run their business or to scale their business or to create this um real estate deal where they're you know they have uh security for their family because they're actually have the money they need so it, it excites me. Big deals excite me. Business excites me. So now I'm learning this and it is something that I can pass on to my kids and they can easily learn it because with this business, the other thing is I was looking for something that was more automated and I'm still doing um, nose to nose, toes to toes, uh, connecting with people. But when it comes to doing the paperwork, if you will, you know, we have virtual assistants and, and assistance for that. So it can be very, very automated and it can be easy for me to actually teach my kids to do so that's what prompted that and i'm very excited about it because i like new stuff and i'm meeting new people because of it well and i'll, I'll tell you i have uh two boys one is 30 well, about to be 31 the other one's about to be 34 and until they got to be close to 30 it was um dad how are you nice to see you dad do you uh, have any money dad <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, I've, I don't know what happened. That was my, my favorite excuse was, Dad, I don't know what happened, but I don't have any money. And it's like in my world, because I grew up in a different time, it's like, mm -hmm. okay, how could that possibly be? It doesn't make any sense to me at all that it, what did it just disappear? Did you spend it on, you know, so, 
but so but you're going to be the bank of mom for several more years but uh, probably <laughs> but if you can help them um and and get a career or to learn how to do something that that's a, that's a really good idea congratulations that's 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 pretty cool well thank you cuz you think about it you know just we were talking about you know making the most of every day because you don't know when you're going to be gone well what if i was gone all of a sudden you know what would my kids do you know when you think i want to think about legacy and i think that's also very important to think about when it comes to your life it's not just you you're impacting it's not you're not the only one you're trying to make happy you're here you have a purpose you have a reason for being here because you have a gift that you're supposed to give other people whether it be your family or the world there's a reason you're here and there's a legacy that you're supposed to leave and it's your job to figure out what it is and to actually expand your gift and and master it absolutely i was talking with a gentleman last hour who's been battling cancer for 10 years mm -hmm. and in, including he had to have one of his legs amputated and he had spots mm -hmm. on his lungs and the doctor said you need to go you know this was at year eight mind you so he'd been through this for eight years and he, he the doctor said you need to have chemo and he said you know i don't know that is it gonna is it make my life a lot longer and he said oh, no i don't know not necessarily and he said well i don't know if i want to go through that pain so he goes home and starts talking to his wife his daughter overhears him and says okay the daughter says family meeting so they get to they go <laughs> and they sit they sit around the kitchen table and they and the daughter's taking charge. She's all of 17 years old. Oh, wow. <laughs> and she, 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 she's saying, all right, Mom, what do you think? Dad, what do you think? This is what I think. Okay, let's vote. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, great. And, and Mom and her raised their hand, and Dad was like, wait a minute. This is my body. I don't get a choice? No, because they love him, mm -hmm. and they wanted to keep him here. Mm -hmm. and, he, and they felt like he had way too much to do to go i thought that was just a fascinating story that we don't value sometimes we don't value ourselves as much as others value us yeah exactly and as you said that i was thinking of um a woman that she was actually a patient of mine and her son was a patient of mine and went through vision therapy at my clinic years ago and she got cancer very young and you think well gosh once you have cancer and you're just laying in the bed what purpose can you possibly have? But there is a purpose in everything. And let me tell you, when I went in to visit her, I went to her home and was visiting her. The whole time, instead of letting anyone ask about her, she was asking about you. She was smiling. She was vibrant. She looked, she looked like an angel, really. This, you know, she's gotten so thin, and but she looked like an angel. And she was just sending out love and blessings and she had a purpose until you stop breathing. You've got a purpose. Exactly. And even sometimes, even after you stop breathing, if you've lived your life in, in, in a real meaningful way and you've been mm -hmm. impactful to other people, even after you're gone, you will be, as an example, you have a podcast. You have 200 and some odd episodes. That's going to outlive you because it doesn't go away once it's there. It's going to outlive you for a long time. But you've, you know, I was going to say, you got kids in your 20s. Were you, what, 10 when you started getting uh, oh, Thank you so stuff? much. 
But uh, I mean, so you know, but you're a young woman. You've got you've got lots and lots and lots of things to contribute and lots of time, and uh, I th I think it's awesome. And I and you know, I've been reading some of the reviews of visualizing happiness, and uh, well, one says, "Oh my God, this book is brilliant!" Um, mm -hmm. And so you know, go get the book, and you can get it at Amazon and everywhere. But they can also buy it from your website, right? Um, actually, no, it's just on Amazon. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So go to Amazon and, uh, and, uh, and pick up visualizing happiness. Yeah. So it's now yellow sunny book. Yep. That's a, that's a great picture on the front of it. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. So, so are you going to do you see, I have over 600 episodes up. I love, love, love. I've got 10 episodes this week. I'm doing, I'm doing like 10 a week. Um, until and, and, and stuff but do you like it i i love it do you do you like doing podcasts i just love it because it's my give back so i feel like i am inspiring people and i feel like like you said it's something i can leave but also something i'm hoping that helps people i was talking to a friend who's um one of his passions is helping people with mental health and we've had a lot of stuff going on with mental health so if People listening to that podcast, they're encouraged and it stops them from hurting themselves or leaving us. Hey, that that that's worth it. But I also just love connecting with people. I mean, part of my favorite thing is actually just finding awesome, amazing people to have on my podcast. So I'm always in search, you know, and I'm talking to people and it just gives me a reason to meet more people. So as long as I can keep meeting more people, um, and I can share those people and how amazing they are and their gifts with other people. It just feeds everyone. You know, what's, what's funny. Some people you can read like a book. And in your case, when we started talking about your podcast, mm -hmm. you lit up like a Christmas tree yeah. because I can, I can tell that that is, you love doing it. That's your passion. You should continue to do it. And I'd love for you to come on my show on, on a regular basis and talk about what, what all that you're doing. And, and we can, next time we talk, we can go down the financial piece if you want to, and uh, maybe, maybe we can get somebody that uh, needs some help and that uh, you, you can, you can help them get other than, other than, you know, like my podcast, but I've got, I got, you know, it's uh it's, we've got a ways to go to get to monetize it, but you know how that game is played. It's tough. Yep. My, mine's just for free, just for fun. <laughs> that's, that's that's all I do, and but I'm I'm retired now, so mm -hmm. I I know too many people that have retired, and then they stop, and then I I had a, a good friend that uh, he retired, and I asked him I uh, when uh, last time I saw him I said so what are you doing, and he said not a damn thing, and he seemed to be proud of it. <laughs> I guess as long as it makes them happy, but I think it'd get boring pretty quickly. I mean, I've even heard of, you know, entrepreneurs who they make it, they get to the financial place they want to be and they start playing and they start traveling the world. And after about a year, they go, oh, I can't stand this. And they go back to work and they go create a new company or something because they can't stand to sit at the beach every day. I mean, it's, Yes. You got to do something to simulate your mind and your thoughts and your heart. Exactly. And and just as an epitaph, my friend passed away. 
because he was not doing he he wasn't doing anything and he wasn't being he didn't he wasn't being of value to himself or other people mm-hmm. and that's you know it, like i end every show with um with a, with a little saying that that says be kind to one another because each other's all we've got and right. ultimately each other is all we have mm-hmm. and uh, that's why we're here is to experience life and to experience each other and to help each other through it. God knows this is difficult enough if you don't have any support, but if you have support, it can be easier. That's right. That's right. So and let's get out your information one more time. And, and, uh, and then uh, I've got to, I've got another podcast lined up. So I've got to be going, but uh, um, I Kimberly, I want to thank you for being here. You are, you are delightful. And, uh, It'll be it'll be fun to continue working with you, and I'm really curious to know how the uh, financial thing goes for you. I think it's going to go good because everybody likes to talk about money, right? So- oh, yes. <laughs> everybody, everybody, everybody wants free money until you have to pay it back. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, so get your information one more time. How does somebody get a hold of you? All right. So, um, Dr. Kimberly dot com. Or on LinkedIn or Facebook, same name. Very good. And that's L-I-N-E-R-T. And her podcast is an incredible life creator. You can listen to it on Spotify, on Apple, and as they say, wherever you like to go to get your podcast. Mm-hmm. So, so you can listen to that one and then listen to mine. That's a prerequisite. So uh, is there anything else you'd like to add before we go, my dear? Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. You know, when we did our pre-interview time, I really loved getting to know you and you have an awesome, awesome podcast and you're giving so much value and I appreciate you and thank you and keep doing it. I have to, I have no choice. I've got, I, I, (laughs) I have people lined up into June. So, you know, I'm, I'm and, and I just I, I love giving people a forum and presenting people who can actually make a difference in somebody's life. And uh, that's what that's what Positive Talk Radio is all about. And I know you're doing the same thing. And th- we need more of us to be doing this uh, to make the planet a better place for all of us. I agree. Well, thank you so much. Kimberly, thank you for being here and wait right there and I'll be right back. Thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of KMmedia.pro. Please visit our website, oddly enough, named KMmedia.pro for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to each other because each other's all we've got. We'll see you next time.